What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Fly Girl K, with another episode of No Retraction. Tonight, we have some fresh new blood. Renee, what's up? Hey. How are you? Good. Happy to be here. Yes, we're happy to have you. And then we have Allie. How are you, Allie? I am good. And then, once again, here's my yes, friend. Yes. <laughs> Joey, host of Logic Over Everything. What's up, Joey? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Yes, yes. So um, tonight, I think it will be a dope topic. Um, me and Joey were talking about this earlier in the week. So BDD, which is body dysmorphia. <clears throat> and it's basically like, the best way I can explain it, when you have a mentality that your body is constantly flawed. Like, no matter what you do. <clears throat> so if you, like, want a thinner nose and you learn how to contour, you're like, oh, this just isn't doing it. Let me get a nose job. So, like, you have an extra stomach. And even after you get lipo, like, you still keep wanting to tweak things. So the exact definition says a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. The flaw may be a minor or imagined thing. But the person may spend many hours a day trying to fix it. The person may even try cosmetic procedures or exercise of excess. So after giving the definition, <clears throat> like for myself, I love my body, right? So like mm -hmm. there's been previous podcasts where I say like I've been from two, a size two, to a 22. And no matter what size, I still love my body. And I can think to myself and be like, mm, I might need to wear these high-waisted pants because of my gut, but <laughs> I still love it. I'm not tweaking anything because this is where I am in the moment. So I kind of wanted to go around the circle and I'll start with the ladies. Um, Renee, I can start with you. What do you think about this topic? Um, have you ever had any insecurities or anything where you wanted to tweak or are you just content where you're at? So... I fluctuate. I go between wanting to change things and not wanting to change things. Um, I guess one thing is consistent. I want a boob job. Real bad. Yes. Real bad. Um, but for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm pretty content. I think it's become more content as I get older. Um, at that point where I just don't, don't give a shit anymore. Um, but I do want to say this should not be confused with um, transgender body dysmorphia. I think they're different. And I think people get confused. Yeah. So I just want to preface that, that <laughs> transgender completely, it's a completely different, completely yeah. different conversation. Yeah. We're not talking about like changing yourself, like sexual orientation or like genitalia. It's strictly just body body images and like little so, wait wait let me just chime in real quick because you said not changing any sexual organs so ladies never heard of uh what is it called gynoplasty you wouldn't be into that but gynoplasty isn't that like changing the look of like or like um your vagina it's not changing it into a penis right or like throwing it away and be like, all right, now I want to sling something. Like, no, like that's just changing the look. So that's the same as if I have saggy boobs in my mind and I want to get a lift. 
So it's still different. Sorry to cut. So um, we got Renee. Allie, what do you what do you think? Woo! <laughs> so um I guess, you know, as Renee was saying, as I, you know, I've gotten older, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But before, like going into high school, um, I was like the always the thick friend. Um, and so I went through being anorexic and I did a stage of, you know, um, being bulimic and everything and went on to going starting high school and had to having a severe eating disorder where I was like 92 pounds. Um, so then, you know, I finally got over that and got comfortable with my body and I have really big boobs and a booty. So I'm like a triple D and yeah. now it's always been like, oh, like I, I want a breast reduction and, you know, the doctors tell me like, oh, it's fine. Cause people pay for, you know, you know, to have this size. And I'm like, no, but you know, don't tell me. So at one point, um, probably in my twenties, I got very self-conscious because I was like, oh, my breasts are too big. And, you know, now this is this and this and this. So I did, I lost a lot of weight, um, and everything. And so it's just been a flip-flop, but this last time having thyroid issues and gaining this weight, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here. I'm loving my body. I, I love who I am. And, it's just, you know, I, I'm not stressed about it. Whereas before I just went through this whole transition where I was so stressed about just having that not perfect image, but just having the image of others or the image that I was, that I thought I would be more comfortable in, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Girl, text me when you want that boob reduction. I will <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, I will give them to you. <laughs> I said, all I want is an areola. That's it. I just, I don't want nothing <laughs> else. I just, that's it. They can take the whole thing. Just give me the little nipple. <laughs> I just I need a, a little lick. That's all I want. <laughs> those are things, like, as a side note, those are things that I'm self-conscious about. Like, as I get older and, like, the areola area, like, Mine is widened. Like, I remember they used to like these cute Girl Scout cookies, you know, the ones that are like the little brown ones with the little like, kisses on it. And like, now <laughs> like, it's just different. And it'd be so, it's not weird because it's my body. Like I said, I love it. But you know, when you're having sex and a guy's like, oh, yeah, like you have the best breasts. And you're like, oh, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like I don't know. Like, I got a salami and a pepperoni, like dude, two different sizes, but like, you know, whatever you like, I love, so. <laughs> Welcome to the conversation, Joe. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm Joe. Joe. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, so let's go to Joey next. Joey, what do you All right. think? All right, this is a, this is a double-sided uh, question for me, and if you don't mind, I'll take a a second to unpack it because yeah. on one end, you know, I have been, I, you know, in high school, I was over 300 pounds. Right. Um, but even at 194, six foot, 194, um, later in life, I never had abs. I always had a belly. Right. So there were things that I wanted to change about myself innately. And that's where I'm sensitive coming into this conversation because back in March of this year, I wanted to have this conversation on my, on my platform. Um, and I ran into this content of, I think her name at the time was called Baby Barbie Doll something something. 
I, I still have her video saved because I was linking it and I was sending it to my people, but she erased the page for some reason. But Baby Barbie Doll got on there and she went through her journey and she was she literally removed two ribs, rib on each side, so that she could shrink her waist in and have an, a literal hourglass figure. And this oh, was her, wow. her TikTok claim to fame, right? Yeah. Um, so that's when it, it hit me. Like, at some point, it becomes not for health reasons. Like, I think a lot of things laid out here, and I know a young lady personally who wants to get a breast reduction because her back is literally curving in her older age. Like, she's older now, and because of her, I think she has H's. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, but she has H, which you can't find in a store. And she's mm -hmm. tired of it. So she wants a reduction, but she's scared that, you know, her provider won't do it because it's considered plastic surgery. Right. Yeah. So there's some, there's some, uh, there's a balance to where it becomes body dysmorphia and just for your health. And I think you guys did a good job of laying that out beforehand. Um, right. But for for the ladies, first of all, I would I want I'm curious, uh, if you don't mind, and I know I should never ask this, but you know I'm a habitual line stepper. It's all I know how to be. Renee, how old are you? So I will be 34 in December. 34 in December. Allie, how old are you? I'll be 38 in February. 38. Okay. Do either of you have kids? No. No kids. No kids. Okay. So so there, to me, you guys are just strictly wanting to go after what you see is wrong. And I, I, there's no way that anybody can tell you that that's wrong to want to fix. You see what I'm saying? That's why a, man, a male-dominated podcast can't do this. But uh, as we're having the conversation, I'm going to pass it back to Kennedy in just a moment because I, I know Kennedy, you know, she, of course, you're – Kennedy, you're 32 turning 33, right? Yeah. And you don't have any kids. So I want to I want to get a consensus of where the disconnect becomes because to me, and I'll ask everybody, to me, removing your ribs is a health concern and leading to body dysmorphia. But Kennedy, if you don't think that, and I'll go to you first, then then I'm wrong. And and this will be a learning lesson for me. Before you, before you jump in, um, Joe, just to let you know, your friend, um, insurance covers breast reduction if it impacts her health. So if her back is hurting, insurance mm. will cover a breast reduction. Mm. Yeah, they, they got back to her. They said, go and find it first. Go find the plastic. Because it's a plastic surgeon you're going to. Yes, but they and will cover Okay. Yes, tell her to, Um, she has to look up the doctor that will you know, basically she will have to go to an orthopedic, mm -hmm. you know, doctor first to, to say, hey, the weight of her breasts are causing, you know, the pull because that's what I am. Like my shoulders are very small, um, mm -hmm. but yet I have these triple Ds. So it has literally, I have had damage to my rotator cuff and my shoulder blades along with my spine because I'm so heavy. So if they write that up, but if they just say, hey, she wants to have a breast reduction because she just wants smaller breasts, denied. It has to be medically, you know, yeah. written up to say it's causing this problem 
here are her x-rays here is her diagnosis it's causing this problem and she needs to get this fixed and then they will then refer her to the people you know plastic surgery and everything that needs to do it okay all right so so her ortho is the problem because they're just saying go go ahead and try and contact your you know uh no she has to have it medically Mm -hmm. written to say that she needs that she just mm-hmm. can't go and say, hey, I want you guys to approve, um, you know, a breast reduction. No. Mm-mm. You just got to have that extra step. Mm-hmm. I have a friend right now. She just had hers and it was like the um, her general doctor actually was able to do an exam for her and her spinal cord at the top was literally like 20, 20% curved. Because wow. of, like the pull from her breast, and she's a double K. Whew. Yeah, and I'm over here struggling with triple D's. Yeah, <laughs> and that just was in her family because she's a size eight. Like she's not like a you know a large one. Like for me, I know when I get bigger, everything gets bigger. But when I get smaller, everything gets smaller. But that's like naturally her body. Like all the women in her family have big breasts, and that's how she had to do it. And then she finally took it back to the plastic surgeon, and she was able to get her surgery. But Joey, you had a question. Tell tell us your question. You had a question for all three of us. So, so I want to know the balance, right? Like, what when does it become body dysmorphia? And you know, for you, is rib removing is that is that a sign of body dysmorphia if you're removing a rib, or is she just doing what she got to do? I think because you mentioned that she had other work done too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she had a BBL after that. mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, one, like how we just explained as far as medical issues or like day-to-day issues, if you like have it. I fully support women that want to get like BBLs or if you just want like a, a small tweak there. But when it becomes excessive, like you find yourself in the doctor's office or in recovery more than your day-to-day activities and work, like that's when I feel like this falls under dysmorphia. Going through the research, there wasn't really a checklist to say like, hey, mentally you can like, you're okay to do all of these procedures. And that really bothered me because I know that you wanna make an income as a doctor but when you keep seeing the same person come in constantly that's trying to tweak things, and these are full-blown surgeries. So outside of recovery, you have to think about the anesthesia that you're getting constantly. You have to think about the medications that you have to take after. Like, there's a whole process other than just getting these tweaks. And that's also going to take a toll on your body as well. So I just feel like when it becomes in excess, that's where it's too much. You know, we're we're constantly bombarded with like images and videos of, you know, unobtainable standards. Like mm-hmm. there's no non-manufactured person looks like Kim Kardashian or um Lil Kim or um uh what is her name? Nicki Thank Minaj. You. <laughs> nobody nobody looks like that in right. real life mm-hmm. um, you know and I think that I think that we all suffer from that a little bit and even if we do love our bodies like 
we do see images and you know like oh man i wish i looked like even men joey i'm sure you can you can vouch for this even men have unobtainable beauty standards um i don't i'm sorry to interrupt i'm sorry i just found my my legitimacy in this whole thing real quick ladies i'm a 41 year old man and let me just say with all due confidence i feel like anybody 35 plus in this conversation will say Hell yeah, I want to feel your, I don't care if the boobs are misshapen, I don't care if the, the ass is a little bit off, like, I want to feel the real, I like to look at the real, I enjoy the stretch marks, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a dad too, so, like, I know what kids can do to your body, I like all of that shit, I'm, I'm down for every single thing that God does to your body, whatever way he molds that clay, I'm for the lay, like all the way. Okay, I didn't well, mean for it to rhyme like that. That was weird. <laughs> well, so, so go ahead. No, no, no. So in, in the in the realm of just having insecurities and wanting your body to be better, match to ones and zeros of the internet, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you see out there that I know is fake, I'm just saying that what men want to feel is real. I don't want to feel plastic. Well, that, so thank you for that. But um, what I was going with that is, you know, you earlier, you said that, you know, when you were younger, you were 300 pounds, right? And you mm -hmm. always, so kind of where I was going with that was, you know, you see these like Instagram models or, you know, people on TV or whatever that are, you know, thin and muscular and blah, 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 which for me, men don't necessarily look like that there you know I'm a chubby chaser personally I like big boys so <laughs> you know like I, I see men you know I've seen skinny skinny like barely 100 pound men and I've seen you know 400 500 plus pound men I, I think that we're so much with, with unrealistic beauty standards both men and women that we all have that, you know, we all suffer that, mm, I'm not happy with what I have. Like, for instance, you wanting abs, and you, you being a big boy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand. And and what what you're saying is speaks to my, my high school self, because my high school self was very jealous in that sense that um, a lot of, my, you know, a lot of my peers lost their virginity when they were 14, 15 years old. And I was the kind of fat boy that nobody wanted sitting on the side, watching them get their first kiss, watching them think I didn't lose my virginity until I was 21. But in learning that I was able to, I don't really give a fuck anymore. Look, like after 21, I didn't care too much about how my physical self was because I realized that women are into a, uh, such a vast spectrum of men which is not the same thing as women like women are always judged by their beauty always judged by their looks even by other women you know that remains true so for me it's a little bit different because I took the green pill and woke up from the matrix and I was like oh it doesn't it, they don't really give a fuck you know if I'm big small otherwise it's it's kind of like a personality. I can fuck you with my, my personality. And Definitely. They can and win. I, mm -hmm. I think like that's always been a thing. Like personality has been a thing. And it, I feel like the older we get, the more we're like, 
more, the more we're accepting of who we are and like who we choose to date as well. But I did want to bring it, bring it to a plan ask, do you guys think um, this is like our new thing? Like it's our new trend as far as having all of these surgeries? Because when I was younger, like I'm talking like the 80s, I remember it was like really tall, super skinny women that were like a thing, right? Like we had Janice, we had Naomi, and it was just like these tall, skinny women. And I remember like women were like, tighten your bra up because if you have your breast higher, it'll make your stomach look smaller. And like this whole thing. And then gradually, like in the 90s, like more full figured women coming started coming out. You know, like I remember Tracy Ellis Ross had her butt and then like Christina Aguilera started like filling out. She was like doing all these, like Janet Jackson. It was a thing. And now it feels like a cosmetic procedure is a thing. It's like, do you have lip fillers? Do you have like, are you getting Botox to like prevent those lines? Like, do you think this is our new trend? Well, that's what I was saying by, I think that it's because of what we see in the media, I mean, back in the 80s and 90s, heroin chic was the thing. And, um, you know, we saw that in Kate Moss and her, you know, her advertisements for guests or, you know, whatever she was, because I don't care about Kate Moss, but like we saw all of that in our magazines. And now we have, you know, Instagram and TikTok and all these other social media platforms where we're seeing more of the manufactured look and you know a lot of people understand that that's not realistic but they want to look like Kim Kardashian if you, if you look at all the influencers they all look the same they look mm -hmm. exactly the same black white green orange it doesn't matter they all look exactly the same you can't tell them apart and right. I think that because we're inundated with all of those images that's what we want to look like. And the only way to look like that is through plastic surgery, right? which I have a whole nother tirade about, you know, <laughs> I think, I think how we look right now, how Instagram and how the beauty standards we have now are, are racial appropriation, but I digress. I, this this is why I love Renee. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to put that. Yes. I just put that. Go up. in it. <laughs> Go in, Renee. <laughs> yes, yes. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I love her. So, um, do you guys think like since we're being like shown all of these body types like day by day on any kind of platform that we're on? And by definition, it's constantly finding flaws. So do you feel like these are intangible goals? Go ahead, Allie. I want, I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, know. Yes, yes. Um, because, you know, before there were small procedures that was like really getting done. And um, I mean, you know, Renee kind of opened up that and I was kind of thinking it, but I did really want to go there. But it wasn't too many of black women that was really doing plastic surgery. You know, we had, we appreciated our noses and our, and our breasts and our butts and stuff like this. Now you got, 
you know, the K Michelle's, the Nene Leaks, the Kim, um, you know, little Kim, and where we are changing and everything, noses, foreheads, cheekbones, this and that. So it's like, I feel like it was that first it was with the face where, you know, people are getting whole new images of, you know, faces, whole new faces. Right. They don't even look like the same person. Then it went to, okay, well, the the bodies, the booties, you know, now everybody want to get this and, you know, the breasts. So I feel like what's going to be next? I mean, well, you know, they kind of started with the hip fillers and different things like that. So I feel like the next trend will take it to another level and it will be something else that is now going to be a new trending but I feel like since that doorway is open um I feel like what the media and everybody is doing is like basically teaching our little girls um and little boys not to appreciate who they are and that they're gonna always have to change themselves and this is what because this is the perfect image this is who you're supposed to be look at this look at this on social media look at all the influencers they're all plastic barbies okay this is how you're supposed to be now look over here this you know so i feel like yeah i i, I don't feel like we can it's never gonna stop changing and that's the sad part i feel like they're going to find something else where people are going to start getting you know their fingers done or their toes or their kneecaps or <laughs> elbows yeah. it's just going to be something else that they're going to put out there and flush our minds with to say this is what you need to get to fit into our society when Allie's saying that, it reminded me of like white chicks where she's like, I got my knees done. <laughs> That's what I just thought about. But, but really, it's going to be that. It's going to be your eyes. How, how, how many times have we seen like the big eyes of anime? Yeah. yeah. If you look at yeah. anime cartoons, they have the big eyes. Eyes mm -hmm. have become a focus. So. It's only so long before the plastic surgery gets there where everybody wants their eyes really big. You know, we already have the eyelashes, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, focus, the next focus is going to be on the eyes. The Botox is real, too. I mean, it's already started yes. with the eyes because you can take off that layer of skin to, like, pull it back. Um, what and, is it? Ti's wife had the eye color change. Yeah, I was going to say the eye color thing is, like, really big right now. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. And I mean, and then for you to lose your eyesight for like up to so many weeks and then possibly permanently, but why is this a thing? But you know, right. but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you guys see me with my glasses right now. Like these things are thick <laughs> yeah. as hell. Like I don't, I can't even get LASIK. I'm like, I can't, what do you mean? I won't be able to see <laughs> for like six hours. Absolutely not. We're not doing it. <laughs> so we've all like, we've been talking about this. Has anyone on the cast ever had work done? I have not. No. No work here. Joey. No for me. That's, that's <laughs> um, have you I, thought my about biggest, like, my biggest ahead. op was Michael Ely? So I, you know, I never like, I never, you know, I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows Michael Ely, but he's that, like that my was biggest your op, op really? up. Like the light skin <laughs> with the with the blue yeah. eyes. Like, why does this man have this different color eyes? Like, I can't compete with that. Like, even if I'm nice. <laughs> Like, they're not going to like me. <laughs> Sorry. It runs deep with Michael Ely, but, you know, even his old age, he still manages to beat me to stuff. Like, they like him. First of I'm all, like, don't call my fiance old. That's number one. Wow. <laughs> like, let's okay, barbershop miss. Like, what? Yes. You were real fast, Like, outside <laughs> of him being so hot and sexy and, like, a fucking Mr. Goodbar, 
he has no social media. <laughs> I love a man that has no social media. What do you mean there's no distractions? Like that man, I would suck on his lollipop every day. Uh- <laughs> she wanted yeah that would not be an issue for me that would not you see what oh. i mean he's my op like what <laughs> i'm sure you'll find somebody that wants to lick your lollipop drake every day. before <laughs> drake <laughs> so yes. i want to ask right. joey's perspective on a few things joey could you date someone that's constantly tweaking themselves mm. at, not at all not at all and, I, and I'll tell you why I just I prefaced it before when Renee spoke like I wanted to scream like that's my that's my thing like I like it to be real I want your real stretch muscle I want to see your real I, I even want, you know what I want a bald headed like like I want you to be real no lashes like that's free sex to me. If I see the real person underneath all that, I'm all the way in. And I promise you, I won't get soft. Like it's not anything else. And it and it may be the generation I was born with, because like I said, I prefaced it. I'm 41. So the 20 year olds that are coming up now, I don't know. Those guys don't even like to have sex. The statistics show they don't like to go out and do it like testosterone as a male you know has gone down in the in the new generation like i've done all those studies i've seen all those statistics they don't even like to do women they just want to be home playing games it's weird um but for me yeah i i can i can only do real i can only live in the now not and but like i said the caveat is if you want to do stuff for you as long as it's not removing a rib and i want to go back to that because removing a rib when you remove a rib, you could fall down and damage a major organ. Your ribs are to protect major organs in your body. So when you remove one, you think that's like okay because you're only removing one. You got three more on each side. No, that encases a major organ. It protects. So those bones protect the the major organs and when you fall now it becomes a lot more serious so that's my ted talk true showing up all right i wonder the mindset on men where it's like a lot of men they like when their women can dress up and like go out and look great but at home you're like you want to know that this is a is it wanting to know that they're a real person like what is that about what is the attraction with like the no makeup and like being in the house with out your wig on and in joggers like what does that do for y'all um that's the real that we want to have sex with the 40 the 41 in me don't want to go out i don't even want to go out like if i can be honest i'm going out because you want to go i don't need to go out anymore i did enough of that i did enough of all of that but if you want to go out and feel beautiful to yourself that's only going to help my sex game because half of half of the sex game at this age is you feeling sexy. I don't even have to do much if you feel sexy. So whatever you need to do to feel that, I'm all about. But personally, as uh, someone who is looking at that, 
I only need you. You know? So um, going out and getting dolled up, I realize women need that at any age. They need that. They need that attention. They need to feel that for themselves, though. They don't need that for me. They need to know that I feel like they're attractive, even in sweatpants, on a period, in no makeup, you know? And that and that is innately, well, it used to be innately those born in the 80s, <laughs> um, innately apparent, right? But but it's gotten perverse and it's gotten perverse in the sense that we see so many other versions of beauty all the time. It used to be she only had to compete with the girls in her high school. Now she has to compete with the high schools all across America. And I couldn't <laughs> imagine it. And the, and the influencers and the stars and they all get their body done because they're trying to conform to some sense of beauty that's, you know, put out there by somebody that's not us. I mean, I did have that conversation with my brother where I was like, you know, it is wild to think when I was in high school, like when I go to homecoming and stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, she was one of the most beautiful girls in high school. And now it's like, oh, yeah, she's beautiful because she has like 200K followers. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's very different. And it, it I would believe that that adds a lot of extra pressure. And I want to kind of go around. I'll start with Allie on this one. What do you think needs to happen in order for women, especially, but people in general, not to feel like they need to have so much work done? Like, I know for me, every morning I got dressed, my mom would always tell me to look in the mirror. She'd stand behind me and she'd be like, you're a beautiful girl in a beautiful world. Go take over. And that did something for me. But what needs to happen for these people that don't have that? in order for them to feel like they are enough even without surgery. Um, I mean, we, we need more of that. We need more, you know, people, you know, these stars that's out here, you know, it to say, hey, you know, you are beautiful. Like, love your body. We got one person that's really singing that I'm a fat, black, ruling queen bitch in these streets and that is Lizzo and I love everything Lizzo. about her and I love the fact I love it love it love it that she is gaining so much attention to to tell people and, and showing people that love yourself be bold with it own it and I feel like if people would use that on their platform and say love yourself and own it I feel like it will be but they're not you know they are really showing Oh, so since I got my BBL, I am now driving a Mercedes. I now upgraded to a luxury apartment downtown <laughs> with a, what the hell did that got to do with? No, it didn't. But that's the lifestyle. And that's what they're showcasing is showing, you know, these young people and older or whoever to say, when I got this done, my life enhanced. When, when I got this done, this is that. And just, instead of just saying the truth okay, yeah, I got a big booty and now it's hard for me to find pants. Like, I mean, do you know how hard I struggle because I got a small waist and a big butt and big breasts? I mean, I am like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> it's this ain't it. Yeah, yeah, this ain't hard, it. But, but they're not. So I just feel like the only change if people started to just be truthful about it and really just, you know, focus on saying 
your body is good. The stretch marks, the the saggy breasts, the small nipples, the big nipples, the flat ass, whatever it is, you're good. You're beautiful. And I feel like until people, big celebrities with these big platforms or influencers or whoever can just really start saying that and really giving that message, then, you know, we just lost. We out here lost. Definitely. Um, Renee, how do you feel? So I'm going to agree with Allie. Um, I think we make... I think we make the wrong people famous. Um, <laughs> I support whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. You know what? Do you boo boo. If it doesn't affect me or doesn't hurt others, you do you. But I think that um, we as a society have put people like the Kardashians on a pedestal, which <laughs> we all know nothing about those women are real, unfortunately. Um yeah. You know, we 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 put that kind of ideation on women and and men, to be honest. Um, and I think we as a society need to stop. You know, we need to. Yes, they're hardworking women, but we need to stop idealizing that. Um, and I don't know how we do that. I honestly, I don't. It's it's a very, very deeply ingrained thing with our in our society. And I, I, I don't know how we fix it. Um, you know, it, it may be a start if people who are high influence and who are highly, you know, in the public come out and say, yes, you know what, I have had this work done and there's nothing wrong with me. I did it for me, whatever. But we don't have that either. We have, you know, uh, Chloe Kardashian. Oh, I've I've never had work done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kylie yeah. Jenner with her lips. No, they're just overlined. Girl. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> whole face, but okay. You know, but I think we need to have we need to have start having those conversations where you know even if you have work, had work done, don't lie about it. Just come out mm -hmm. and say, uh, you know, be transparent. Um, and then I really think it all, it, it, it does all begin with, you know, how we raise our children. Um, I had a very different up, upbringing than you did, Kennedy, like way different. Um, my mother was very focused on looks, very focused on what I wore, how I wore it, um, my weight. I was, you know, either too skinny or too big and I've never been big. So, yeah. you know, oh, you've got too many freckles, you're too white, blah, 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 blah. It's, there was always something. And so right. growing up, you know, like I wanted to get rid of my freckles for the longest time. I tanned myself into oblivion many times because I thought that how fair I am, and I am Irish fair, <laughs> how fair I am. I call it colonizer fair. I, I know that's <laughs> offensive, but I am like whiter than white. And yeah. so like directing air traffic at night, kind of white. And so, <laughs> sorry, I, you know, I always thought that that was like, you know, it was, it was better to be olive skin, which is fine. Olive skin people are fine. Yeah. Um, but not if you're not, you know, like right. if you're not that, don't try to be that. Just embrace who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I was always, and even to this day, 34 years old, I still have a hard time going out in like a strapless outfit or something that shows any skin at all. I always have to wear jackets. It could be 200 degrees outside. And I'm over here wearing a, a denim jacket, you know, because that's how I was raised. I was raised to be embarrassed of your body and to, to not be satisfied with it. So it's taken me a lot to love who I am and not, you know, try to erase my freckles or get skin cancer. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. just to let you know, Renee, you're a beautiful woman. You are. You're amazing. Bitch, I know. Bitch, I know. I love it. Who are you telling? Who are you telling? <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, um, but I do. I want to speak. I want to speak to Joe real quick, um, mm-hmm. because my partner Matt, he's the same way with you, and he, bless his heart, is like whenever I start depreciating on myself, like you know, I've talked about wanting to get rhinoplasty. Because, you know, sometimes I'm not too happy with my nose. I talk all the time about wanting to get my boobs done. Like he is, he's in your camp. You know, he's, he's my age. He'll be 34 next year. And he's very like, no, no, you're, you're real. And I love real. Um, when he comes home, we have date nights. So I like get dressed up, but you know, I'm, I'm usually bare faced, you know, my hair usually pulled back in sweats nine out of ten times that he sees me and he he wants me to get dressed up for me but he's with you he's you know as long as you're comfortable you're beautiful amen amen you know and he's and he's very like he'll text me all the time talking about like women who get their lip injections and he calls them prolapse injections, which (laughs) but you know he he finds that kind of stuff almost repulsive. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I found that a lot of men, when it comes to how they view women, are, are in y'all's camp. But y'all have your own struggles with your bodies and what society tells you you should or should not look like, you know? Um, he's, he's consistently, and I don't mean to speak for him. I have his permission, but he, he's consistently saying like, he wants to lose weight. He's a big boy. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm like, you, I'm like, no, you're going to eat a cheeseburger. You're going to stay this late. Please. (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) You know, I, I think it's important, you know, to do some, we got to scale it back a little bit. Right. So somebody mentioned Lizzo before. Uh, Lizzo continuously works out. You know why she works out? Because she actually wants to be healthy. The the other side of it is she has to perform, and you can't be out of breath. She also knows how to play a lot of instruments, which also take a lot of breath. So she's are misinformed. Like she's happy. She's promoting her fatness no that's not what it is it's some things are just gene genealogically done did i say that right anyway you you are who was before you right so 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 you can have a 
big brother who can be very, very athletic, very, very in, in the bedroom, busy, but we judge off of the look. So we pay too much attention to the look and don't pay attention to the work that somebody puts in to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think the overwhelming theme of this podcast needs to be we are looking for healthy alternatives to do visual cues. As visual, uh, Renee m- introduced the fact that her parents, or her mother at least, was very, very hard on her that mm-hmm. way. And people born in that time period, their parents had this social media of, oh, what's what's Jordy doing these days? Oh, Jordy is uh, athletic, that, that, that. Da, da, and doing this, 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 and then your mother comes back and like, oh, well, my daughter's not that way, and she, right, and my parents would even be, oh yeah, my son, oh he didn't finish college, my other son did, my other friend, my other son, they were doing a social media that entailed, hey, how can I one up you? Oh, you've got a Mercedes in the driveway, you know, and that was just right. the neighborhood, right? Like you got a Mercedes, but now we open up the, the neighborhood to the entire world. Yeah, you know, it's crazy how many people we can compare ourselves to billion 5.5 billion text messages sent per day. So that means people are sharing the other, you know, the shit you're not seeing, somebody's sharing it to you so you see it, right? Right. And, and it's crazy how we put that on and how we internalize that. But, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that we're we're talking on this podcast about, you know, healthy changes um, as opposed to the body dysmorphia that we're, we're uh, speaking on. Yeah, definitely. Did I just killed the room? No. We're, you're intriguing us. We're listening. We're listening. <laughs> <You're> listening. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know if there were any deaths to speak of. Just now. I'm like, Ooh, I, didn't, I didn't get an amen. You know, I'm a preacher's song now. Come on now. We're like, right. Yeah, we were agreeing with you. We're not our head. Oh my God. Look, Pastor, we're nodding. We're nodding. Okay. Okay, all right. It's Sunday now. Don't, don't leave my me goodness. alone. Oh, do we need to let me know. <laughs> what the pastor said i'm about to wrap it up I'm about to wrap it up stay with me stay with me um i do want to say like with all of the plastic surgeries that's happening and like people always talk about the good part i wish more people were transparent about like places that they go to like when they're finding cheap costs like what was the real after effect like there's a lot of people that are going like outside of the country to get it And I was doing research about this and it showed that I didn't know if you go outside of the country to have work done, when you come back, if you have any complications, most doctors, most plastic surgeons won't work on you. And that's another risk that people aren't thinking about. Like you're talking about cost effective, but what about your life? I think like Kay Michelle has been open about this. Janice Dickinson has been open about it. And like sharing their stories about just getting these quick fixes, but it can really take a toll. It can really take a toll on your health. Um, I think some girls, like I'm sure I got a lot of friends that are strippers and they go to basements and they'll get shots. And 
one girl, like whatever they filled her up with, like she had an infection throughout her entire body. Like it got into her bloodstream. So while these things might look ideal, everybody is different. Everybody's like system is different. Your organs are different. Your blood, like your, your blood type is different. So what might work for someone might not. And I have this conversation with my niece and they're like, oh, when I get older, I'm going to get lip fillers. I'm like, you got to be careful. Like, make sure you're doing your research. Make sure you're doing your research because you might go to the wrong, not, not even the wrong place, but you might have an allergic reaction and not even realize it. I know for a fact, like, I couldn't get piercings like that. If I got piercings, it didn't matter what metal. <laughs> it didn't matter. My body had a reaction to it. So I wish that more people were like open about the full process and not just showing the after. Because I think that would be more of an eye-opener as well. Amen. Did I kill the room? <laughs> no, not at all. I got you. I was up here. I, I'm sorry. I didn't have my video on. I'm up here like giving the hands like, yes. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then I, I think so Janice Dickinson, you brought up a good point. I mean, Tara Reed is the same way. And I love Tara Reed because she shows off her bot surgery, whereas you know, um, Janice, well, no, I'm Janice Dixon. Who was it? It was another model. Um, oh, what is her name? She, she just recently came out and talked about how her plastic surgery botched. And she was a recluse for like 20 something years. And oh, she's been, um, you know what I'm talking about? On the show, right? Uh, I don't know. She's, um, oh, what is her name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't for the life of me remember her name. I get um evangel no i can't ask it's gonna drive me crazy now but she she's still beautiful like you know she still yeah. looks like a supermodel and you know yeah. she talks about how this this procedure um which i guess is supposed to like freeze fat um mm -hmm. like just horribly backfired and caused her like these like masses and and i can't tell but she she had this experience and then she walked herself away you, she like disappeared off the face of the planet and you don't you didn't see her and i think you know when something like that happens okay yes it's, it's embarrassing and it's you know disfiguring to a point but i think it needs to be talked about more than it is to your point and, mm -hmm. it, and it was um evangelista yes okay good yeah yeah she um she came back out. She's still a gorgeous woman, can still walk her ass off. But yeah, these things do happen. And I love that she was bold enough to share. Like, and I think going into recluse, sometimes you gotta collect yourself and be like, okay, <laughs> let me let me get my life together and then I can come back stronger than ever. And she did that. Um well, we, we don't see that. You know, Tara Reed came out immediately and was like, Yeah, I had my boobs done and my tummy tucked in. They fucked me up. You know, and she she was out there in a bikini, like, yeah, look what they did. Yeah, well, but then you got people like Cardi B. Cardi B spoke of her botch job that you know she had the cement injected into her butt, but yeah. yet she continues to get it. K. Michelle almost died, had to get reversal. She continued to get it, where she started on her face. You know, yeah. so it was like, so it's like, oh well. 
it's not a part. Well, even though my face is my body, but eh, you know, the body I'm going to talk about, don't do these things, but however, you can still do all of these things to your face, you know? So it's like, it's, you know, it's like that, I don't know, catch 22, because you do got some people that's coming out with it, you know, and, and talking about it, but then yet they're still doing it. <laughs> they're still advertising yeah. to say, Hey, now, but go get your nose done, go get your cheeks done, go get your this, go get your that, you know, because, you know, it's, it's a less of a risk, even though it's all high risk, they're kind of making it seem like, but these procedures, or if you go to this doctor in Miami, or if you go to this person in a DR, you know, it's at a lesser risk than, you know, right. you're going to the basement or anything like that. Um, right. So it's like, it needs, yeah, you could be transparent, but it's like, how can we be or how can they, because I've never had any procedures done, but how can they be transparent and also, you know, let people know that it it's not really that deep. Like when you do it, what are you doing it for? Like, are you just doing it because you want to fit in on Instagram and get more followers? Or are you really doing it because the state of your body is causing you like mental distress? Right. Or health issues. Yeah, like, and I think with that, for me, when we're talking about this particular thing, the BDD, I I feel like it's just an addiction. It falls under addiction when you're constantly tweaking yourself. And like you said, with K. Michelle, like she went from just the body to her face. And it always makes you feel like when you have a family member that's on drugs and like, well, I'm not doing crack no more, but I'm just drinking. Like, yeah, it's still an access. <laughs> like, it's still an access. So you just, you're still tweaking. And there needs to be some type of self-control. And I that did bring me to another question. Do you guys feel like with all these tweaks or going to get plastic surgery, do you feel like there should be a mental evaluation? Yes. Yep. Joey, um, because you get them to get abortions, right? Oh, you you can't get abortions anymore. Used to, (laughs) well, it used to, yes, used to, and they do the same thing with when people want to again, completely separate. But when people want to have reassignment surgeries, you have to. I mean, it's a whole thing. To do it's, a gastric bypass, you have to have a mental. So why not? Right. But in a lot of cases, we're asking for a uh, plastic surgery doctor to make an ethical decision. Because to get a consult for mental health, you have to consult another doctor. And many times in the plastic surgery realm, because they make so much money off each surgery, it's, it's just not going to happen. And I and I'll tell you one other side of this argument is that for the ladies, you guys have all laid out, you know, insecurities, how much it's put in your face, like you think men like these things, like you're led to believe that this is the body shape of this time period. But let me tell you what would fuck men up if women were honest about it, if women weren't the nurturing loving and caring and sometimes you are honest inside your head you just don't share it with men but penile implants would go dummy if every woman would be honest about how he didn't fill her up 
you know, but it's like, oh, he, you know, you attached with him emotionally, so he got over, or he ate it well, so that's good enough for me. But if you really want to attack a man, it's not as his abs, it's not his pectoral muscles, it's not even the size of his muscles per se. It's the muscle that he's concerned with. If if his penis ain't filling that void in you and making you come, then he would then be just as crazy for these plastic surgeries. Who are these that women? Something. Who who are these women? What do you mean? That you're speaking of. <laughs> who are these women? That aren't yeah, honest with men? It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't us, babe. Who are these women? Where, where, where was this poll taken? I'm just saying that overall, <laughs> overall because, because men aren't knocking down the door of the plastic surgeon, you can yeah, see Yeah, but you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't answer my question. Who are these women? Where'd you... I think they are. And I, and I say this because I, I worked briefly at a plastic surgeon's office, and uh-huh. we saw just as many men as we did women. And I, I think... I, and that's why I value your your voice, Joey. Yeah, because it's not talked about. You don't talk mm-hmm. about. No, it. That, that's not talked about. Right. But it happened. I mean, men are just as vulnerable to societal pressures, just as women, if not more so. Um, yeah. You know, and and a couple other points I want to address. Number one, as somebody who has had micro penis and very large penis, I will be honest with you, the best feeling is just an average size dick. Yeah. Average. You, you don't have to be you don't have to be, you know, average size. Perfect. As long as you know how to use it. And wait, wait, what's the average? Let's get into this. What's what's the average size here? What are we talking about? Are we talking average about average size is between 5.1 and 5.4 inches erect. Okay. All right. Average size. Just that's that is the best. As somebody who's had both, who's had all the whole gamut, a reformed whore, if you want to say. Reformed hoe. I will tell you the best is average. And that's I, I'm an atheist, but I'll put that on God. But what, we, but what are we talking about? Like when you say average as length, because I'm all I, I don't care about size. I care about girth. Girth, yes. Girth is yes. yes. Even girth is not, I mean, it's not as big as most men think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not. It's I think I it's like maybe I can't remember what the girth, what the average girth. It's like two inches, three inches around, something like that. It's not, it's not huge. Like, but, but, you know, most men, and, and like I said, this goes back to, to men are, men are subjected to this too. They're not, you know, they're not shielded from this, but, you know, you guys have standards that, that you're force fed too. You see, you know, you, oh, big dick. That's, that's how, that's how you please a woman. It it goes as far as. Uh, gray sweatpant energy. We want a good dick print to show you. All shower, dick- not a grower. Grower, not a shower. But see, that's but that's again, that's that's not entirely accurate. Yeah, so me it and doesn't I entice you to see the gray. I mean, we, 
addicted. We'll, we'll lock them in pocket. Are you, but Renee, I'm, are you a package peeper or not? I'm not. Okay. I feel like saying, I feel like saying, are you a package peeper? It's like the equivalent of a man be like, do you look at ass? Like if it walks by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And you know, it, it's, it's like, I turn into a complete man. I have like a whole dick when this happens because it's like, if it's there, I'm a look. I'm not going to sit there and like stare at it in conversation. Yeah. No, you know? I'm a peep. But when you receive that, do you ho- holler at him, you know, out in reference to that? No, that is trashy. No. No, I'm definitely not. I mean, we know what the end goal is in here. But <laughs> am I going to verbalize that and be like, yo, nice prank? Yeah, I saw your prank. What's like, up? I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But Take me out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a little cock and turf? Okay. No, <laughs> yo, mama, stop. <laughs> Like, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, if you, if you ask if the average guys, I mean, they, they'll say they want dick implants, which is crazy. Like, that's, to me, that's just as crazy as removing a rib. Leave your dick alone. <laughs> like, God damn. Like, you the, know. What is it? The vaginal plasty where, like, girls want to, like, get it tight again and, like, like, sis. Love your fat cat. Yeah, I love that because what I will not do is go back to my virgin days and be a ooh, ooh, ah, ah for a week because I want him to feel, I'm not doing it. You better take this piece and figure a position for yourself. Because what we're not going to do is have surgery to alternate my size. I'm sorry. It's not happening. But you know, I will say this. I'll never forget this. I was dating someone. This was in my younger years. So I was a little bit more ruthless. And I remember my grandma was like, oh, don't you like him? He's such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. And I was like, his penis is small. Like, I can't, no, I can't see myself with him. And she was like, someone's going to love that dick. And she left me with that. She was like, somebody is going to love that dick. And sure enough, four kids later, happily married for 12 years. And she is in love with this person it's not income he has a regular job like he's he's a great person but no she loves that thing (laughs) that he has and somebody's gonna love it there is somebody for everybody somebody will actually be infatuated with who you are no matter what your size is you have chubby chasers you have a guy that like guys that like smaller girls same with girls like i love a stocky guy i really do it's nothing better than riding a stocky guy. You got a little meat in between your thighs. <laughs> you got a little elevation when you're trying to ride him. He's not slipping inside. I got big thighs. I can't fuck with no skinny person. I'm sorry. I can't do it. It ain't me, babes. <laughs> it ain't me. I can't do it. I don't want to feel your pelvic slapping on my ass cheeks. Like, that's like, I need, you know, when they say like cushion for the pushing, like I need like a little bit of, I don't, you know, just a little belly just slapping the top of my cheeks. That's my thing. There's somebody for everybody. I just want to highlight the importance of men have the same pressures that we do. And they, I mean, you know, implants are, are a thing. The, the 
bigger thing than you think. I mean, no pun intended, but <laughs> a bigger thing than you think, you know? Um, and I think it's, it, it's not, it's not that, you know, oh, well, if women were more honest than this and this, cause that's, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I have this, I have this argument all the time. Like I could say, no, baby, you're absolutely perfect. And if, if you don't feel like you're perfect, if you don't feel that, then you're, you're going to want something different because society, society is a lot louder than just me. Society is a lot louder than, than just Allie or Ken. Like society is millions and millions and millions of dollars telling you, you mm -hmm. know, backing advertisement, telling you that you're not good enough. You are not good enough. You need to buy this product. You need to get this surgery. You need to do this, this, and this, and then you'll be good enough. Right. And men aren't, men aren't, you know, Teflon to that. No. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if women are, you know, whether you perceive women to be more honest or not, we can't, it's not up to or us. Would that change? And and right. that's what I'll say in the reverse to end it. Like that's, that's exactly what I wanted to get to. No matter what a man says to you, the three ladies on the cast, like no matter what we say, you're always going to feel how you feel. So in the end of the day, everything we do sexually, everything that is about you, everything that's wrapped up in our relationship, you know, we can say whatever we want. It's in the end, it's how you feel. And that's why I didn't do, uh, that's why I never got to this discussion about body dysmorphia because how you feel becomes like a panic 911, becomes the most important thing of any relationship. How I feel affects how, how much pussy I give my man. How I feel affects what I look like from a day to day. How I feel is how I wake up in the morning and y'all don't have to deal with, you know, periods or anything like that in the realm of changing the hormones in your body. Like there's so much that men can't do for you, right? Even if he's telling you the absolute 100% truth, baby, you are perfect, right? It's not enough. So at some point, it has to be a balance between, you know, what you feel and what's necessary. And I don't know. you know, And that's why I was asking the question. Where does it get to body dysmorphia? Where does it get to just, I want to be healthy? Well, and I want to I also preface this with, <clears throat> I would take a step back in thinking that we give a fuck what men want. Because we really don't, to be honest with you. Um, at least I don't. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if, if a man likes whatever, whatever. It, that is not, we don't live our lives for men's opinions of us. Um, it's a bigger issue. It's society right. calling us X, Y, Z. Not men. Because like I said, I some man can walk up and be like, Renee, your ass is too big. And I'd be like, and who the fuck are you? Like, right. which way are you going to pay this? Right. Why are you this opinion? Um, so it's, it's, we don't do what we do for men. We do it to please the greater society, which is men, women, children. Right. I mean, it's a bigger thing. Um, you know, so we got it. We have to step back and take a bigger look at it. It's not just, and it's not just a sexual thing either. You know, it's, it's, I know a lot of people who get Botox not to 
be sexy, but again, to stop their wrinkles, they dye their hair because, you know, they're going gray. It's not to be sexy. It's to fit in with societal norms. So I think, you know, some things we do, yes, is to attract the, the preferred sex that you're into, but for the most part, I think the, the body dysmorphia that a majority of us, I'll be honest, face is due to our society and the society pressures and you have to look this way. You have to act this way. You have to perform this way. And it's not, you know, that's the bigger issue. Okay. All right. And I also want to like bandwagon off that and say like, it's also trauma. Like you mentioned things with your mom. Like a lot of people have that like in their family, whether they were like bullied at school, sexual trauma where you're like, okay, I don't want, this body like this body is what went through that like a lot of trauma plays a part in body dysmorphia a lot of it you're trying to like exit that presence that you were in or that body that you were in and recreate not just a name because for years even now like I go by Kay or Kennedy because I'm like don't call me Kenesha because she's been shit but people are doing that now with their bodies and that like getting out of that mental state is very difficult like being trapped in your own mind and trying to create this new person is very difficult and it can be very harmful all right look i i have to drop unfortunately but kennedy i just wanted to leave you guys with this because uh renee put out the argument like you guys don't do what you do for men right so i'm not here to be that man to tell you what to do (laughs) but in every problem I always seek solution because that's what men go to. They go to solution. So now I'm asking for an action item. Who needs to be active in this discussion where women feel like they're not enough? Is there anything that men or women can do? And I'll leave that to you guys, like that question. like, What is the call to action? What's the next step in eradicating uh, all the noise around you, per se? It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, (laughs) I mean, for me, when I was younger, there was a lot of women empowerment. I have a lot of friends that are of different religions, races, everything. So for me, it's like, I won't say every church that I went to, because you know, but (laughs) some of the churches that (laughs) that I went to, that's another podcast. But some of the churches that I went through, they're really good about reminding you about what's inside. And I remember like one of my pastors used to say that, like, if you feel good, you'll do good. Like people will, like, you'll breathe that. People will see that, you know? I wish we had more pillars. Like now we have so many, what is it called? Influencers. Mm -hmm. They're not influencing. (laughs) Like not on the status that I feel or not on the real subjects that they feel like. If you have a platform, like you said about Lizzo, or like, I'm very adamant about, Lisa Renna went through her own thing where she was like, look, I, I did everything. I did drugs. I did, I was drinking. I had plastic surgery. I was just living. And now she's telling the story. So people don't have to go through that. Like if you're hurting, deal with it. I feel like we need more advocates for mental health. I'm very, I'm like a huge advocate for, I'm like, I go every other week and I sit there and I talk about my stuff. I talk about my PTSD. Like 
Um, I needed a safe place. And that's another thing. We need to start creating more safe places, except, especially for our kids, like mm -hmm. for children that are out here, because I don't feel like that should be a thing where kids are coming up and they're feeling like at 12, they need a boob job. I mean, hell, when I was 12, I wanted to wear a fucking hip hugger. And my, like my grandma was like, go, you got ass. I'll find you a pair of pants that frames you so people will be able to compliment you. But this is not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be what everyone else is. We need more advocates like that for self-awareness and self-appreciation. I think the answer to the question, like, it, it, start, it starts with how we raise kids. The only way you're going to change society is how you bring society up. You know, uh, I, I think encouraging all of our kids, boys, girls, you know, whatever, encouraging them to love who they are and how they are. You know, like um, I had one one girl, um, I call her a girl because she, I mean, she's, you know, barely in her 20s. Um, she mentioned something about me having gray hair yeah I'm, I'm almost 34 yes I have gray hair never gonna cover it because it's not I'm not ashamed of it you know right um whereas my mom was dying her hair up until I don't know four years ago because she was embarrassed and you know I think I think that's where it starts it, 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 I think that's the ultimate item we need to you know bring up the future generations to know that you don't have to look like Kim Kardashian to be beautiful. You don't have to, you're, you look beautiful just the way you are. You may be a little bit tubby. That's great. You may be stick thin. That's great. Like as long as you're healthy and you're happy and you're not hurting anybody, right. you're beautiful. You can, you know, and if, if putting on a whole bunch of makeup makes you feel better about yourself, go for it but you don't have to do you know i think that's that's that would be my response to joe's question yeah Allie, what about you oh <laughs> i was i was just kind of like going back because i was like i didn't even want to get into my woes as you know renee like growing up but you know it's it has to start you know mainly at home you know um, the families, you know, the moms and the dads, you know, are the ones that, you know, also have to teach and also have to give guidance and what's important, you know, um, for, and then along with society, you know, teachers can only do so much counselors can only do so much, but when you're getting it from home that you're not good enough or you have this issue or that issue and then you go to school and you get it from the other students as forms as bullies or whatever and then you turn on the tv and go through social media you know it's like a domino effect and it's like where's the breakdown you know what i'm saying the most secure area in all of this supposed to be you're supposed to get it from home you're supposed to get the love and the treatment that you need it supposed to start at home and right. I feel like a lot of that is not there anymore. Um, you know, backing back to Renee, I definitely face the colorism. I'm the darkest one in my family. I was always identified as, oh, the black one, the dark one. 
oh, oh yeah, she's really dark. Oh, she's not that pretty. Her sisters are light. You know, you know, the little ugly one, you know, the dark one. And I'm like, so <laughs> that became a thing where I remember finding journals and diaries saying, I want to be rich because I want to bleach my skin. I, I want to bleach my skin. Like, you know, we wasn't taught that Michael Jackson had, you know, <laughs> a skin disorder. It was, he right. bleached his skin. So it was like, I want to be like Michael Jackson. I'm going to bleach my skin so people, so I can be, you know, a, a pop a pop king. I can be a queen, you know, and people are going to love me because now I'm a lighter version, you know? Right. It, and so it's like, but my family members, my flesh and blood, my mother, my mother now overly tells me at the age of 37 how beautiful I am. I don't need that shit now. 10-year-old me needed that. Nine-year-old needed that. You know, so it's like, you know, 14 year old needed you to tell me that I was pretty. But now that I'm 37, every time I post something on Facebook or whatever, oh my God, or I call on video, hello, my beautiful, gorgeous, stunning ass daughter. And I'm like, and I cringe because <laughs> that 37 year old of me don't need that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I needed this years ago. I needed this when I was thinking about killing myself because I wasn't pretty enough. I was, you know, needing this when I went through my eating disorder because I felt like I was too fat and then I was too fat and too black. So I'm like, okay, let me cut one of these out. I can't afford, uh, you know, bleaching my skin. Maybe I could just starve myself to be skinny and maybe people, you know, would now focus on me being skinny instead of me being fat and dark skin. So... Yeah, so I just feel like it definitely just, it needs to start, you know, at home. And we just need to focus on that and just build those platforms, start those platforms, make sure these platforms are out here to say, hey, love yourself. You know what I'm saying? You you are beautiful. You're amazing. You're great. Um, I do these little things. I'd be like, it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. And I'd be like, hey, y'all. I'd be like, wake up get up it's time to make those moves and I was like we're gonna have a great and fantastic day because why you're great you're fantastic you're phenomenal and you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you that's my little thing that I do on Mondays and Fridays and people love it and I get I've gotten so much feedback from it and I thought it was kind of like you know so like uh, you know cringe but people needed it people's like if you don't understand how as soon as I go on Instagram or Facebook and I it's Monday you know, so I'm like, if we can now just start spreading that and and have more of these talks, get more people involved in it. I mean, I feel like we can definitely make a change that it will be a change, but it's just going to take, you know, work. It's definitely going to take work. No, I think it definitely is. And it, 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 I think it's awesome that we're able to have this open forum too, to be able to talk about these things. And like I said, again, like it's a safe place. Like we can talk about our past traumas. We can talk about things that we've been through and hopefully whatever little girls listening to this or other younger versions of ourselves or even older women, who knows? And that goes for men too. Like we have Joey on here. And if there's a man that's listening, that's like, Hey, you know, I wanted some tweaks as well. Like how you are, is fine it is fine it is it is good someone will love it and I always say if somebody don't love it I sure as fuck will 
Amen. I, <laughs> I love myself. I love like every part. And it was a journey. Like I think, you know, we talked about mothers, but I didn't have, I, my mom was encouraging, but when I went to visit my dad, I was called the mutt. They would always say like, oh, my mom is very fair skinned. Like they're mixed, they're Panamanian, they're white, they're black. So they're mixed. And on my dad, he was very dark. He was very dark. So when I would go and visit, I'd be like, oh, here's the mutt. So it was the reverse of colorism. Like, oh, that's the light one. Like, no, like I couldn't, I couldn't hang out with them. They felt some type of way. So it's just, and those are things where I'm like, well, damn, like I'm being encouraged here and like beaten down <laughs> here. So when I go back home, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I thought I had it, but I had to create a, a space for myself. And I don't want kids to have to do that much work. I don't, I don't want kids to have to go through that much trauma. So um, I'm going to do a little bit different on this closeout. Normally, like I would ask each person a question or let them um, ask me a question. I just want to go around and we just say like, fill positivity and like say something positive towards someone. So I am going to take it. I'm going to reiterate my mom's wor words and switch it a little bit. Like we are beautiful people and what could be a beautiful world if we just start with loving each other. Like our reflection should reflect the world. Like we are gorgeous people. We are innovative people. We're creative people. We can be loving people. And if you just breathe that, this could be an awesome place for all of us to live. I'll close out with my favorite saying, my favorite saying, what others think about you is none of your fucking business. I love it's that. None of your business. Whatever. And I, hopefully I can cuss on this. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Other people's opinions about you don't matter. It's none of your business. Yeah. What matters is how you feel about you. And that's that's it. That's it. It took me it took me this long to love myself. I do not have time to convince anybody else. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we both felt that. We're like, yes. <laughs> yes. Can't teach anyone. You can't teach someone else how to love like no I'm not wasting that time you need to come in ready to love all of this like I'm not going to teach you how to appreciate me or how to love me like no love you don't well. <laughs> all of this we're good <laughs> like, we're good over here me and my body we're good over here <laughs> we're good my goodness Allie, what about you but yes, um, so um, my closeout um, would be to, you know, I, I always tell people the struggles, your flaws, and all of those things that you went through, they are things that you went through, but you are the writer of your own story. And the beginning definitely does not, you know, your, your end does not start like your beginning, you know what I'm saying? Does it end like that? And I was like, so I always tell people to transition and just be bold and live through it and through it, but find your own way. Don't find that way that's comfortable for somebody else. Find the way that makes you happy in everything that you do. And just like Renee said, like 
opinions of other people. No, focus on what makes you happy. I tell my nieces this all the time. They'll be like, well, so is, I'm like, no, do what makes you happy. Because if we live for others, we will always be unhappy. But once we start living for ourselves, we'll be the most happiest people on earth. So live for yourself and be bold, be great, and be fucking awesome at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So this has been another episode of No Retraction. I want to thank Joey, Renee, and Allie for coming in. I hope all of you come back for another episode. I wanted to do something different with this and just bring awareness and appreciation of ourselves like just show that like we can love ourselves and I just want to breathe that with this podcast and I think you all helped me capture that tonight and I really appreciate it thank you for having us you're You're welcome. welcome thank you thank you so much for having me thanks ladies